Hey, you may be seated. I'm so glad you're here today. My name is Benji. I get the awesome privilege of, of serving with all the other pastors and staff here at the church. And you're in for a treat today. Um, the one and only uh, Abby Ferguson is teaching today. Uh, yeah. These are her peeps over here, the kind of young adults sit right here. Abby is the leader of our young adults ministry at New Hope Church. And she, along with her leadership team and along with the young adults, they are just killing it. I mean, growing a great, great ministry here. She has taught from this stage on Sunday morning one time before, that's all. So this is her second time teaching uh, in the adult worship celebrations here on Sunday morning. And I'm gonna change it up a little bit instead of like, you know, praying and calling her out and high-fiving her on the way, and we just crisscross. I'm going to call her out. I'm going to pray over her. Abby, come on out here. Yeah. Here's, here's what I love about Abby. Abby was raised in this church. Abby is a result of what the church can experience when they pour into young people and God gets a hold of their life. Abby was saved here. She's been baptized here. She grew up here. She served in all kinds of ministries here. Then we hired her on staff here. Now she leads this thriving young adult ministry. She is so gifted, like really so gifted and, and competent as a woman of God, as a young woman of God. And uh, I'm just going to pray for her. You pray for her as well. And uh, let's just get ready for the word to be delivered through this servant. Father, um, I thank you for Abby. I thank you for her family, God. It has been such a joy to watch her grow up in this church. And it's been such a joy, God, to watch you put extraordinary gifts and graces in her life. To be called and equipped to be used by you. Father, thank you for the way she is just such a shining example of a hard work, a passion for the gospel, a heart for this house. God, we pray that you would anoint her today to deliver a fresh word from you. We have gathered here. Our hearts and our minds are open. May the thoughts of our minds, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. Amen. Speak to us through your servant and in your word. We pray it in Jesus' name. And all of those who love God said together, amen. amen. Would you just pray, praise the Lord one more time? Yeah. And hey, keep that going to welcome all of our New Hope family. Big shout out to you guys online. Hey, we're in our current series, Red Sea Rules. And I don't know about you, the last Sunday, when Pastor Benji said, I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And therefore, I can try my very best to trust God day by day. That statement, it really gripped me. And I mean, truly inspired me. And so I'm so grateful for the ways in which God has been using this series to speak to us. And we believe that God has more that he wants to show us today. So let's go ahead and pray right now that he would continue to do just that. Dear God, you have our attention today. God, we ask that you would speak to us, we pray. Show us a new thing in Exodus chapter 14. God, if you do not speak, absolutely nothing of any importance will be spoken. It's in the powerful name of Jesus that everybody said, amen. amen. Well, have you ever felt like you just couldn't catch a break? Have you ever felt like things were starting to look up? You could finally see that light 
at the end of the tunnel and then something came to push you back down again? A few months ago, I was presented with an incredible work opportunity that I was excited for, but also a little bit nervous about. And so I knew I needed to prepare. And as I sat down to begin my preparation, I had noticed that along my arms were several bug bites I hadn't seen before. And so in that moment, I did what most of us would probably do. I just pushed through it. I didn't tell anybody. I sure as anything didn't go see a doctor for it. But as the days went by, the bites started to become more and more painful until I eventually found myself sitting in a hospital room where the doctor looked at me and said, Abby, we don't know exactly what these are, but it looks to us like you've come in contact with some spider bites. Now, if there's anything you should know about me, it's this. When it comes to bugs, I don't do bugs. <laughs> All right, maybe you're like me. I'm fine if I see an ant. Come on, even a roach. But if something sting, bites, or flies, it has to die. That's just a motto I have in my life. And so as I went home that day to begin working again, that's when I saw it. Just sitting, just resting in my midst was the smallest little bug that was causing me my pain. And so I panicked. I started fiercely cleaning up the house until I found that several more bugs had made their way into my home. And so I called my apartment complex and they said, oh, we know exactly what this is. You have a case of bird bugs. Bird what? <laughs> Just like me, bird, bird bugs. All right, because we didn't have a winner, the birds are clinging to these insects called bird mites. And now all the birds have laid nests above the buildings and all of these tiny bugs are just being filtered in through our air vents. Wow is right. <laughs> and so I looked at that moment and just wait, it gets worse. They looked at me and they said, but don't you worry. These bugs are completely harmless. Unless you just so happen to be highly allergic to them. And as I looked down at my inflamed skin, I mean, I looked like Will Smith from the movie Hitch. Y'all remember that movie? Where he has the allergic reaction and starts drinking Benadryl like it's a juice box? That was practically me. And so the exterminators come in and they start treating the apartment and they say, you know, it's the oddest thing. Out of all the buildings that are complex, yours seems to have the most amount of nests. And they all seem to have gathered by the vent of the one back bedroom. I bet you can never guess who that one back bedroom belonged to. <laughs> it was yours truly. And I thought to myself, of course this makes sense because I just can't seem to catch a break. Have you ever felt like this before? You thought you were finally finished with your work week and then your boss added one more thing. You were finally starting to trust people again and then somebody mistreated you. You believed that healing could be yours and then the pain and the anxiety, it started attacking again. You thought things were starting to look up just to feel like you got pushed down again. Those are the exact same frustrations we find the Israelites in when they come face to face with the Red Sea. A sea that is one of the most talked about and important seas in all of history. A sea that's referenced throughout the scriptures by people like Nehemiah 
King David, the Apostle Paul, a sea that is approximately 180 miles wide to go through. This is the sea that the people of Israel faced. Now they were just slaves to the Pharaoh in Egypt, only to be released by the Pharaoh and yet chased down by enemy forces until they're met with another detour of the Red Sea. So why would God allow them to experience the deliverance from Egypt just to be met with the Red Sea? Why wouldn't God just fix the problem and lead them by another way? Here's what I want us to know today. God is a fix it God. Make no mistake, God can fix it. But sometimes God wants to fix what's in us before he fixes it for us. So he allows us to go through some hardships and walk through some difficulties that we may gain confidence that he will be with us. But the question today is what do we do in the midst of it? When we're faced with a hardship and we don't know what to do. If you miss anything I say today, don't miss this. The fourth rule to our Red Sea Rule series, it will be on your screens and let's go ahead and read it together. Ready, go. In hardships, trust and obey God. Trust and obey. See, if there's one thing that we all have in common here today, it's that we all go through times where we are sitting in the midst of the struggles and the brokenness of this world. And it's there where we must learn the most important attributes to cultivate. And that's a desire to trust and obey God. So today, let's unpack those two words together as we look at the time the Israelites are faced with the Red Sea and they're crying out in need. Starting in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. It says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. Moses and his people are at the Red Sea and they are begging God, crying out, saying, God, where are you? And it's that exact moment when God steps in and speaks to a man named Moses. When faced with hardship, the very first part of our rule to remember is this, trust God. Look at the text, it said, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. God says to go forward meaning they are not staying put. It's a temporary placement. That loneliness and the workload you feel as a young adult, the exhaustion and pure burden you feel as a parent to young children, the hopelessness you have as a retiree wondering, is God really finished with me yet? It's all a temporary season and temporary seasons call us to trust. But have you noticed? It's difficult to trust God with what we cannot see. I mean, we see our bank account. We see our worries. We say, God, I see the division every time I open up social media. God, I see the brokenness. 
we trust for God to move us forward even when we cannot see? Well, Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Come on, you read that last part out loud so well. Let's read this together. Ready, go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. The scripture said, trust in the Lord. But that scripture just so happens to be one of the most quoted quotes to place on a coffee mug. Am I right? You've seen it at Home Goods. And so what does it really mean? See, the Hebrew word for trust is batak, meaning to cling to, to hold on tight, to not let go. Have you ever seen a child clinging to the leg of their parent? They hold on so tight until their little knuckles are white. What are you clinging to today? Could it be that car that you're so obsessive about keeping clean that you can't really enjoy? Maybe some, some people over here. <laughs> or maybe, maybe is it, is it your bank account? Come on, and that dollar amount that you are clinging to see in order to feel like it's gonna be okay? Or maybe, maybe it's that abusive relationship and you are clinging to this hope that maybe someday it will get better when you really know it won't. See, our body was made to give us triggers if we are clinging to something we were never meant to carry. And what you cling to reveals what you will carry. If you cling to a person, if you cling to control, you will therefore carry with you a constant fear. But if you cling to Jesus, if you hold on tight to his hope, you will therefore carry with you a peace, a deep assurance, and a Holy Spirit confidence as he directs you. Listen, we were never meant to cling to anything other than Jesus. You can try to cling to a person. You can try to cling to carrying the weight of the world on your own, or you can let go. Cling to Jesus. If we stop trying to figure it out, you will see that God's already working it out. Let me read it again. If you stop trying to figure it out, come on, you will see that God's already working it out. And we can trust our God. He's been too faithful to let us down now. Amen. But I don't want us to miss that second part of the text. And so going back to read the same verse, it says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. After God tells them to move forward, he next directs Moses into an action move. When faced with hardship, the second part of our rule to remember, don't miss it, it's to obey God. The scripture said that the Lord told Moses to place his hand over the sea. Why? Because God said he would divide it. It takes faith to obey, to act on the trust of what God spoke. But to the people on the outside looking in, it didn't make any sense. 
Moses had no evidence to believe that this 180 mile wide sea would part because of his hand. Him making the first move had to be an act of obedience. See, in the church, we love to talk about obedience by skipping straight to the promise. We know how the story will end. This sea, it's probably gonna part. What obedience really looks like is trusting God in the midst of your hardship, even when it doesn't make any sense. Obedience looks like doing that thing in the unseen that you know is right, despite not getting the recognition for it. Obedience looks like going against the majority, stepping up and standing out for the cause of Christ. Obedience looks like laying down your pride to protect your flock, those in whom God has entrusted to you. Spiritually speaking, obedience looks like walking through a den of lions because you refuse to deny your faith or willingly choose to walk through the fire because you refuse to be anything less than faithful. Obedience looks like Jesus choosing to die on the cross for you despite the pain he knows he's about to endure because God loved you so much. Obedience doesn't always make sense but you can sense God within it. And could it be that that difficulty is really a setup of an opportunity to become obedient? Stop waiting for the perfect time to obey God. I like how Pastor Craig Rochelle, he says you don't need to understand completely to obey God immediately. You become obedient to God and you will see his hands in the outcome. If we wanna be used by God, we must be okay with facing moments of opposition that lead us to trust and obey. And may every single struggle send us straight into the arms of the one who can carry us through. Moses trusted God. And when God called him to make an action, he obeyed God. We are called to trust and obey almighty God. No matter what hardships come our way, we are called to trust and obey. It's just like that old hymn. You know it? Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. But there's just one more question I'd like to ask. As we trust and obey, what do we do in the meantime when we're faced with a hardship and it just feels too heavy? The last thing I want us to know today, write this down because it really helped me. When faced with hardships, endure with God. You might recall that throughout this series, Pastor Benji has been saying a quote. There are some things in this life in which you cannot rebuke, but you must learn to endure. The biblical meaning for the word endure, it's not to suffer, but rather to hold on to continue. You might say, but I've never felt pain like this before. But God says, yeah, but you've never prayed like this before. You might say, this struggle, it just feels like it's too much. And honestly, I feel stuck. But God says, even in your struggle, you choose to surrender and people see me and you. You say, but this hurts. Yeah, but I've never felt such internal healing 
from running to his arms first. Endurance. It's what's produced in us as we live life in a broken world with a greater hope towards heaven. Endurance. It's what's forged to the fire of frustration that comes out as faithfulness. Endurance. It's when things don't go as planned and the hardships come, but what's produced in us, come on, is greater than what's around us. We may go into hard times, but we will not come out the same. There's this story, and it's one I never shared publicly before. And quite honestly, I never thought I would. So keep in mind, I'm about to share it with you all today. So excuse me if I get a little bit emotional. But if you were to open up my Bible, inside of it you would find a beat up invest in a bike card from New Hope from years ago. People don't ask me why I have this card. And quite honestly, I don't tell people why I have this card. But I know why I have this card. It was a few years ago where I had broken myself to the point of exhaustion. You ever been there? When it's like you're tired, but you're not in need of physical rest. Your soul's just tired. I was weak, weary, and I had convinced myself that I had no purpose where I worked. And I'd come to the decision in my mind that I was going to quit. And I remember showing up to the doors of the church, just feeling so hopeless. And it was a Saturday, so no one else was here. And I just began to walk the parking lot, praying over my burdens, praying for you, our church. Nothing drastically changed that day, but I felt like showing up to pray was my simple way of obeying God. Now, side note, church, if you're ever going through a difficult time or you're faced with a hard decision to make, on behalf of all of our pastors and staff, we wanna let you know that our parking lots are open. You can come and do a prayer walk anytime you want. Come on, you know though, things change in the places we pray. And for me on that day, something inside of me began to change as I was reminded of the one who gave me my calling when no one else was around. As I was reminded that God spoke purpose over me before my hand could touch anything. God gave me a word out there in the parking lot that day and it was to endure. I was to endure the hard times. And as I stepped away to leave, I remember stepping over this card. And so I picked it up you can still see the tire marks that rolled over this forgotten card found by me. And so I placed it within my Bible as my simple reminder to trust and obey, as my reminder that no matter what storms may come, I would have grit and I would not quit. Flash forward to 2020, where it seemed like everybody had caught wind of this feeling of wanting to quit. Whether it be your job, your marriage, life, or maybe even your faith. And I remembered that as the newscasts were talking about the world shutting down, I looked down and I saw this card. And I remembered all those prayers prayed in the parking lot. 
And so I made the decision that every opportunity I have, I'd come to this campus and I'd pray. And so when the world shut down, I just strengthened my knees. And I would go out to this parking lot and I would pray God's truth, saying that no sickness shall come near this tent like Psalm 91 says. And I would walk into this church and I'd say, the enemy can throw what he wants to, but my God says that this is his church and not even the gates of hell can stand against. Not even a global pandemic can take away what God is doing in this place. I'd walk around this worship center and I would declare, God, I believe there's another miracle here in this room. I may not see it yet, but I trust you. I trusted God. And when God called me to pray, I obeyed God. And when I'd done all I could to trust and obey, I knew my next step was to endure with God. We are called to trust and obey Almighty God. And when we've done all we can to trust and obey, we endure with God. And then God steps in and does what only God can do, where people can clearly see it was Him guiding you through. Let me give you some evidence today. The scripture goes on to end, and it says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, and he turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. All that night. The text said all that night. That's like eight hours on a good day. See, we live in a world where instant gratification, it's become an expectation. Society would want you to know that if you don't see it and you don't feel it, then God must not be working. We want the blessing without the burden. Let me say that again, we want the blessing without the burden. But the scripture said it took all that night for the Red Sea to part. So you mean to tell me that the Red Sea splitting didn't just happen in an instant? You mean to tell me it took all that night for God to put his wonder working power on display? So could it be? that while you are walking through your difficulty and you are trusting God and you are obeying him at his word and you are enduring with the king of heaven, could it be the same God holding your hand in hardship is just the same God who's parting your sea with his other hand? Moses trusted God. He obeyed God. And with every next step, he endured with God and the waters were parted and they walked through them as they continued to move forward. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. So Moses and his people, they did just that. They moved forward through the parted waters. And as they stood there with eyes opened up in wonder, the enemies just walking after them, they watched as the waves started to take the enemies out. But they set their eyes on enduring. 
And Moses walked through seeing that walls of water were beside him. Walls of water that remind me that when we go through the deep, it is God who will be with us. Walls of water to remind me that even the waves and sea still obey him. Walls of water to remind us that when we go through waters, it is God who leads us through. Walls of waters to remind us that mightier than the waves and the sea is his love for me. In this world, when hardships come, because we know they will, trust the God who knows you. Obey him at his word. And when you feel like you wanna quit, pick up some grit and endure with the God who comes through for you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are in your presence today and we thank you for showing us a new thing. God, we ask that whatever may come this way, set our eyes on trusting you, on enduring with you and on obeying you at your word. God, because when we do this, we know that the best is truly yet to come. God, we thank you for this day and it's in your name we pray, amen.